walking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match Ooh, welcome to New Jump City, everyone. <laughs> this is your creepy host, Christian Espelon. Right beside me is my creepy co-host, Joshua Cole. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was his best attempt at a voice, I imagine. I just wanted to say hello. Well, I'm not going to be doing that the whole podcast, so uh, you're welcome, because I am tempted. But uh, welcome back, you guys. It's very good to see you guys. This is our Halloween episode. Uh, it's a Halloween episode. Uh, let's get into some uh, plugs right away, because we got some stuff to talk about. New Joker comic came out, Excalibur is out, lots of shit going on. But uh, before we get into that, social media, you can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Joshua Cole, where you at, my friend? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. And Brian? All right, y'all, I changed my plug. I'm at, on Instagram, you can find me at br.i.es. Irritating. On Instagram, on, on Twitter, you can find me at uh, b.esp. That's better. Why'd you just do that? Anyway, uh, find us on Spotify. We're there. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any questions, suggestions, anything you want. You know, you want to talk to us? I'll talk to you. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. That would be very uh, helpful. And uh, without, spo- without, uh, without further ado, spoiler alert ahead, Brian. Randomize me. <laughs> oh my gosh. My uh, my hero. There's no songs. My hero academia. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that one was good. I we got a spooky one. soundboard for you guys, by the way. Uh I, I spent twenty five minutes on it. But uh, we are on uh My Hero Academia chapter look two. What I was, look what I was on. Look what I was on. My hero And he had to redo the thing. What? I guessed it right. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> my phone was all right, all right guys look <laughs> we have the comics on our phones and my phone was already set to my hero academia now i we always start with a manga as you guys already know or maybe you don't if this is the first time listening yeah so there's a pattern and i always start in a certain comic just to see if i get it right and this week i got it right congratulations josh I, it would have been summer if i didn't fuck up so <laughs> you would have been wrong yeah you you got lucky that brian fumbled uh, but in any case, we're at My Hero Academia, chapter 248, one thing at a time. Uh, last we left off, uh, Endeavor challenged the kids to fi- to capture a villain faster than he did. GG. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we get an immediate progress report of how that's going. Not well. <laughs> the, as Deku is chasing a villain on a motorcycle, uh, he's getting closer and closer, but then Endeavor just, like, fucking one-shots this guy. So he was defeated. Uh, Deku and, and uh, Todoroki are in the background just kind of observing uh, the only reason that Bakugo can't get there because apparently it takes his quirk extra time to fire up when uh, it's winter time so 
There's that. Uh, Where is cold outside? Yeah, I'm so cold. I got a cool new winter costume. He reminds me of a Komodo dragon. Apparently, um, they always they they don't like to roam outside at nighttime because the uh, the lower temperature makes their bodies move a lot slower. Like their metabolism just slows down because their blood is cooler. I think that's a lot of lizards. Yeah. Right. S- certainly, certainly with the Komodo dragons, though. Yo, for Spinner sure, must for be sure. vexed right now. Oh yeah, he doesn't do anything at nighttime. He <laughs> just relaxes. Like, he doesn't do anything in the daytime. Like we, like me and my girlfriend watched this nigga dig a hole in the ground. Like it wasn't even <laughs> sunset yet. He just knew, like, yeah, I'm not risking it. <laughs> Where did you watch him dig a hole? National Geographic. Oh, <laughs> talking. I thought you were like actively searching for one to watch him. I, oh no, 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 no! I see. I we were watching oh, it was an like a thirty-minute episode. It was pretty cool. I thought it was an episode. Of my hero, a you whole were bison. Watching, you were watching Spinner literally dig a dig a hole. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> uh, Toroki picks up on um, how Endeavor uses his uh, his fire to sh- like out of his feet to shoot him forward. Uh, interesting observation. Jet propulsion. Yeah, jet propulsion. I mean, I feel I figure that this would be like one of the things that Todoroki already knew about his pops. But uh, I I guess not. He didn't give a fuck about him, man. Yeah. He didn't notice that shit. That's 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 what I'm going with. Yeah. Uh, and Todoroki says, you know, I'm gonna copy him, and also you, Bakugo, because you could do something similar. And he's like, man, fuck you. Um. Yeah. They go through the day more and more. They're still trying to catch up to Endeavor, and um, they obviously having a hard time while he's also lecturing them about how to be a hero. Uh. Which it's it's a pretty cool little monologue he has. Uh, how he—that's exactly what most of this chapter is. Um, I'm not upset about it. Yeah, Just kind of putting it out there. This is only 13 pages. I didn't realize when I was reading it, probably because of all of the read, uh, all of the text. <laughs> There's a, a whole bunch of text to read in this chapter. So I guess it makes up for some of the lack of pages, but it was straight to the point. He was just telling the kids, like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is where y'all going to level up and, and get better being out here in the field. This, like, you know, this is stuff you'll never learn in the classroom. And then we wrap up the chapter with, uh, what's that, Todoroki sister? Oh, man, it's about to be a cute slice of life chapter. <laughs> yeah, uh, the chapter ends where... um. Todoroki's sister is going to cook up a meal for everyone, so it's going to be dinner. I can't wait dinner. for this filler chapter. No, I'm pretty sure shit is going to go down there. Yeah. I have a feeling that something is going to come Something is going to happen. Something's I don't take that away. The, a, a lot of the new comic book, I mean, a lot of the new manga writers, in my opinion, from what I've seen, they've gotten really good at just kind of finding, always finding a way to put, make some, like every chapter is important in one way or another. I feel, you know, I you feel don't like, see those straight up filler ones anymore. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be deceiving. This is a deceiving uh, chapter. Yeah, it's gonna be. There's gonna be something a little dramatic happening. Are you gonna I, learn something about his family? Yeah, maybe there's gonna be a flashback to a fight or something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't want to really take away from what Endeavor says to the kids because he's giving them like th- these little pep talks here and there. Uh, he essentially tells Bakugo that like you're fast, but you're not. You but you're not fast enough. You know, you got to be better in the winter. Like you, like, you can't use the weather as an excuse. Not if you're trying to be the best. Yeah, because it's not school. So if you're late, people can die. You know, like you got to be good enough to go against these outside elements and all that stuff. Uh, And he also gives um, he and Midoriya have like a little bit of a talk about his power. Uh, He tries to get he gives uh, Deku the idea that Deku needs to learn how to 
work on, like build a foundation. He 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 likens it to the guy to some guy driving his car and yawning. Uh, there there's like a lot of different things that you can you need to do at the same time while you're driving. No one ever wakes up day one knowing how to drive, uh, because there's a steering wheel, accelerator, brakes, etc. He practiced all all of that one thing at a time until he didn't have anything. He didn't have to think about it anymore, you know. So I guess it's like trying to teach Deku is master one power at a time. You know, don't worry about Black Whip right now. Master your strength first. Yeah, don't spread yourself thin. Yeah, you, you're not gonna. You're I not think gonna... it's like it's gonna come. You know, I think he he was like. I guess that I I think that's what he's trying to communicate to him. Mm-hmm. He's basically like in between the lines, like don't you know? Don't. He's like, yo, you're not all might. You know, there's exceptions to every rule. He's the, he's kind of the exception, but everybody else, we got to build shit up slowly. So it's a cool little lesson. Yeah, respectable. Yeah, Endeavor is like a great character, despite the fact that he was an abusive dad. He's really turning the corner in a way. I'm ho- he's not redeemed. I ain't gonna yet. lie. Every time I see his face, I just think about all of the abuse in the world that fathers give to their children, and I hate it. And it just needs to stop. I think I'm gonna write a letter to the author. Yeah, I need to stop seeing this guy. Endeavor. Yeah, you'll see him. I'm being totally sarcastic because of what I learned last week <laughs> from Brian. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, guys, this the whole point is that. He's trying to be better. All right, I'm not gonna harp over. It. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's not redeemed yet, but he is turning. No, the but let it happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you it's my great heat bill. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty double up. He's an asshole. Pretty fun, simple chapter. Uh, with that being said, Edge Lord Brian, randomize. <laughs> Venom. Oh yeah, we're starting out with Venom. Number 19. This is an absolute carnage tie-in. Yeah, I was wrong. What did I have? You had Joker. Right? You see, I'm fair. <laughs> I don't make shit up. I'm, I'm, okay, I got two. All right. I got two of those. You Look got none. You. Look at you working you hard. You got none. <laughs> Look at you working hard. The cover is absolutely amazing, guys. It looks like some type of Tim Burton situation. Yeah, the cover is great. Um this issue's art One is below great. All I, really, I really like this artwork for this issue. Uh, Iban Coelho, you're my dude, dude. Um, we get a little quick recap of all the people who have been taken over by Venom. Uh, and uh, we cut to the present where uh, this kid, uh, Norman, Normie, young Norman, and uh, I forget this kid's name. I don't the know. other one, right? Whose the, child is that again? Venom's. <laughs> the no, main character. the other one. Oh, that's Normie. No, the Normie, other one's Normie. Yeah, the other and one is Dylan. Dylan. You're right. Uh yeah, Dylan are running away when the Avengers just get there. You know, Captain America, Thing, Wolverine, and Spider Man are all fighting uh the Maker as uh, who has been possessed by four symbiotes. Um, this is co- cool. This is a funny little moment where uh the Thing picks up Spider Man to do a fastball special, which is like his and Wolverine's thing, right? It's Colossus and Wolverine's thing. But any Ooh. big any big character with Wolverine pretty much ends up doing this when they're in the same room together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does. He throws Spider-Man at uh, Maker, and the Maker just throws Captain America back, and they collide. Yeah, ouch! It's a pretty funny moment. Um, meanwhile, the kids make it back to the Maker's lab and uh, help get uh, Sleeper out. Uh, Sleeper tries to take over Dylan's body so he can so he can help in the fight, and he is immediately like he is immediately repulsed. He's like, "Get away from me!" Yeah, something's going on with Dylan. He's got some type of uh, 
symbiote situation going on. Yeah. Um, and as they're fighting, you know, we cut back to the Avengers fighting. It's it's like an epic battle, but they but uh, Maker has them on the ropes, and then the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> An arrow shoots in, right in the Maker's heart, and who is riding on a fucking jeep? Who's no one's driving? Ghost riding the whip, by the way. <laughs> Ghost riding the Jeep Wrangler, no roof, tore off. He is. Driving it with what I imagine is his legs. That's what he's steering. Pure swagger. And then he jumps off. Who is this man? Who is this absolute god amongst men? Fucking Hawkeye. One of the original Avengers. (laughs) Clint fucking Barton, y'all. So, guys, I know last time I had a lot to say about this arrow shooting man. And how he's going to come through and inevitably shut everything down. I was right. <laughs> yeah. I was, I Man, was right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Shot arrow in his heart. And guess what? It wasn't any kind of arrow. It was a sonic arrow, which is very smart, very resourceful, and very realistic towards somebody like that. That's something I would expect Batman to do or someone that doesn't have powers figure out their weakness and say, all right, like... I can I could do this. I think that that's really cool. <laughs> do you know what I don't think is cool? What is? The fact that you have four other superheroes, two of which are really intelligent, three if you want to count three battle smart if you want to count Wolverine, but between Spider-Man and Captain America, neither of them could do something like this to disrupt carnage. This maker carnage situation. Only Clint could. That's what I don't like. I don't like bad writing, Christian. Let's continue. I agree. (laughs) But, you know, it could be worse. It's like, there's no place for you, arrow shooting, man. However, because (laughs) you are a character in this universe that people put stock into, guess what? Here you go. Everyone else just gets to suffer in the IQ situation. Anyway, all right. That's it. Light rant. Look. Well, to I told be you fair, I had something to talk, say, and that was it. Well, to be fair, he doesn't it, He doesn't eliminate the makers. Oh! Oh, oh. oh, he doesn't? He helps a lot. He does a lot more yeah. than all of these people combined did. Um, Dylan shows up with Sleeper, who has morphed himself into a cool-looking wolf. I love Sleeper. He's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's a cool concept. Cool <laughs> he, concept. He does rule. Uh, and, uh, you know, he Sleeper starts to attack the maker, you know, distracts him for a while. While the hero himself, Clint Barton, picks up... Loads up a flaming arrow. Pay attention, guys. Remember that. And he shoots it right at the Maker. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. We're skipping part. So after Sleeper attacked the Maker, he mentioned how he left slobbering on him, slobbering stuff on him. Guess what? It was napalm because Sleeper could create a bunch of different chemicals and stuff. He's uh, chemokinetic. Uh, You made that up just now? No, that's his power. Oh, all right. I'm not making anything up. I wouldn't criticize it. I mean, if it wasn't a name, that was a good name. I don't have to make up anything smart because I could just have Hawkeye himself as Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine, and the things. Just watch this happening in front of them. (laughs) Like, like they haven't stopped world-ending situations before. Thank you, Clint Barton, as he shoots an arrow, to be fair, dead on into the heart of the Maker and burns him alive. So they don't kill superheroes. 
Yeah, and the right? heroes. I mean, they don't kill people. They don't kill villains. But like, he definitely almost killed the maker. Like, yeah. So okay, well, you the shot va- the fire at the symbiote. So the symbiote was either gonna burn up, and then eh, I'm not gonna criticize it. Whatever. Yeah. He's the man. He defeated the symbiote fusion maker. And uh, so the symbiote's gone, and the maker left in the uh, sewer. Yeah, he escapes. He I guess with the symbiote still attached to him. No, I just think he's creepy like that. He is creepy like that, though. That yeah, could be either. Um, in any case, the maker escapes after Clint Barton heroically burns him alive. It wasn't <laughs> that OD. He didn't, like, shut everything down, but he delivered the finishing blows that just, geez, Spider-Man. You're the one that's been fighting these guys forever. Look, I'm nobody gonna, was like, "Damn, someone." I'm gonna be. Uh-huh. Get, I'm gonna give a little credit. Spider-Man has been fighting all day. He's probably a little exhausted. The other three don't really have an excuse. They literally just started in the fight right now, and they were just getting their asses like fucking tossed. But anyway, a few hours later, they end up at the uh, in the maker's lab. You know, fixing. They get Normie out. You know, they fix Normie's uh, symbiote situation. And uh, they start to get ready for the rest of the Avengers to go in and um, and do the thing. But uh, and the issue ends in kind of a foreboding note. This is where Sleeper turns into a cat, as we saw in the uh, the main series. And uh, he they're reunited. Eddie and uh, and Dylan are reunited as yeah. He comes from Lord knows where. I think he brought the Scorpion guy with him from that situation. Yeah, this is when he comes back with uh, yeah. Mac. So, yeah, just to be clear, this is literally something <laughs> this happened before the comic that we read last week. Yeah. Um, the the issue ends with Sleeper like, you. I must ask you what they what are you going to tell Eddie what you really are? So yeah. they're hiding secrets from each other. Um, cool little tension uh, moment to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a good issue overall. I love the art. Um Oh yeah, I think the art's great. I like the yeah, I like the art. Uh, Hawkeye was fucking cool. Uh, big ups to him. I mean, the only the only bad part about, in my opinion, about Hawkeye being in this issue for Venom is that you like now that you know that he's joined the regular heroes, <laughs> you know that the next issue is probably gonna be the last. Um, I think so. There's yeah. not much else Carnage can do. Like he's the odds is heavily stacked in the heroes' favor, yeah. and I don't think Carnage can figure out a way to defeat. Um, Hawkeye. <laughs> so you know, I'm ready for that showdown. Yeah, I'm um, excited. Hawkeye too. versus Carnage with the supporting cast of Spider-Man and Venom, amongst <laughs> others. It's gonna be pretty lit. I Yo, can't wait. Well, wouldn't next, it be you think next week? Maybe. Wouldn't it be amazing if that's what actually happens? Venom is defeated, and then I have Hawkeye not comes one in. shadow of doubt in my mind. <laughs> not a shadow of doubt that it is going to be Hawkeye versus Carnage. I'm into it. I'm glad that. Hawkeye didn't get captured, you know, because then what would have happened? What there? are you talking about? No, no. He has never been in any type of vulnerable. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this and kid, that's why you don't talk to people about comics that don't read comics. Because then they end up sounding dumb. You feel me? That Clint, was uh, Clint Barton being in any kind of vulnerable situation. <laughs> are you fucking serious? You must have read that wrong. That was Venom. <laughs> Brian randomizes. <laughs> One Piece. Oh, yeah. One Piece, chapter 960. Introducing Kozuki Odin. 
if Hawkeye was in One Piece, he would have the <laughs> victory, victory fruit. He would have the immortal, immortal fruit. I Epic didn't say win all of that. Epic win royale. <laughs> well, uh, the chapter uh, opens. It's still. It's uh, the Wano flashback is finally gonna get underway for real. Oh yeah, um, that's what happened. It was, this was like what the last One Piece chapter was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Well, yeah. we didn't have it last week. It's back. Um, we start off in this. Uh, in this little house, uh, this is where Suru used to live. This is Kinemon's wife, uh, b- before she became a full Japanese painting. Yeah, yeah, I I was confused at first. I didn't even realize that that was her because she didn't have that, you know, real Yoko looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me stop. She has uh, she she's talking to these bandits, and uh, they they present her this uh this boar. It's a beautiful white boar. Uh, it's a rare. It's a rare t- uh, breed of boar because it's supposedly uh, the s- the agent of the gods of a mountain god. Uh, it's a superstition. I mean, they don't believe it. I mean, it's a superstition around the country, and I think it's a, it's about the equivalent of like say a, a national bird or something. It's like that kind of value to it. Yeah. Um, Suru is like, wow, that's pretty cool. But then she notices in the background, Kinemon, a young Kinemon, is just stealing from her. <laughs> this is the man he's gonna. She's gonna marry. Uh, Kinemon apparently used to be a real shithead back in the day. <laughs> he had blonde hair, I guess. Heavy he, on the sleeves. Yeah, uh, and he see, he steals from Otsuru all the time. Uh, he's a he's a thug from the capital, and uh, after hearing about this boar, he he beats up the guys who have it and steals the boar away from them. Yeah, apparently they're gonna get a whole lot of money for it. Did you mention that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um, Shogun of Wano. Uh, then we cut to Shogun of Wano, Kozuki Sukiyaki, who is Odin's father, being read a, pretty much Odin's criminal history. Is this Sukiyaki a type of food? Uh, yeah. Odin is also a. Type Odin of food. is. Yeah. 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 I, I was so, wondering if that was a situation. I guess the, the Odin clan are filled. I wonder if like Momonosuke is Odin now. Anything. Now I feel like I have to. Um, have to try that. We get a little bit of a summary of who, how strong the, oh, did we? Odin is. Apparently, before the age of one, he threw his wet nurse to the ground. I don't he, know where wet nurse is, but that's rather basically, impressive. yeah, basically a caretaker, um, a whole grown up. Yeah, full, a full, full grown whole adult. grown up. Yeah, um, so to the ground before the age of one. Yeah, at the age of two, he was quick enough to catch two hairs at once, and so on. Uh, a little bit before he was nine, he was on the Yakuza blacklist. Oh, you glanced over the highlight? There's a lot going on. He annihilated a bear by throwing a boulder at it at the age of four. <laughs> Go. At the age of eight, to be fair, in a drunken rage, he was drinking at eight years old. In a drunken rage. <laughs> he, engaged in a bar- he engaged in a brawl with other gamblers. And by nine, he was on the Yakuza blacklist and forbidden it from entering the, the, uh, the gambling den. But So in revenge, he just set fire to the den. And then he was arrested. And by the time he was 10... He was arrested for assault against <laughs> Yakuza members. Yeah. They pressed charges against him. <laughs> when he the was bad a- guys <laughs> went in court and said, yeah, him. He did it. <laughs> Indict that guy. The, da- the dons of the fucking neighborhood snitched on Golden yeah. Field. He was, he was <laughs> such a problem. It's like, nah, he's a, this guy's a... Yeah, yeah, well put. It broke the Omerta, dog. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's what we did in the way. For rehabilitation as a prisoner, he was sent to the quarry 
And apparently that was the most legit years of his life where he wasn't a fucking monster because he became chief stonemason. <laughs> that's when that's, that's really nice. That's the closest thing he ever had to a job. I like how the shogun, his dad, is like, "Yep, the proud goes." That's the you know proud Kazuki name, something like that, because he excelled at at like craftsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, he after he left prison, he tried to be better about things. Uh, he left prison, and when he was fourteen, the capital was in a drought, so he curved the river itself to run through the capital. Yeah, so he... <laughs> you do realize that only natural disasters can do something like that. Yeah, he he, he, <laughs> he essentially became the Avatar and terraformed the land. But uh, it, it, it resulted in flood damages, so he was arrested again. <laughs> well, he was attempted to be arrested, but uh, as he was trying to escape, uh, he was trying to ride the river that sailed directly out of the country. He failed because he's bad at sailing, and he never gets better. Um, hmm. Then when he was 15, he threatened the priest of a secluded mountain temple who into, share, into sheltering him. He, <laughs> <laughs> he would abduct women from the capital late at night and t- made them into his own personal harem. <laughs> and his, <Yeah>. even his <laughs> father's like, this is what a fucking goblin would do. Yeah. That sounds like, yeah. To be fair, it seems to be a consensual thing. (laughs) Like, he seems to have... Yeah, they say that the women were free to leave if they wanted to, and they did not. Yeah, they were very in love with the fact that he's such a man. Mm -hmm. Uh, This pissed off the the fucking men in those women's lives, like their husbands and shit. Fathers of the daughters. Yeah, and Lord Odin fought them all. Yeah, (laughs) it was known as the harem war. Like this is in the textbooks. This was an important point of history of what happened. I want to read this. This is the greatest harem manga that would ever exist. Oh yes, I I I want them to do a cover story about this. Most of these harem manga are like, I'm a nervous boy, and all these hot girls love me. No, Kozuki Kozuki Odin was banging them out, and (laughs) and he fought all their mans. Yeah. Uh. Even the Hyogoro family, Hyogoro was like pissed off. Yeah, he had to he had to pull up to to kind of keep the peace, you know, for shit. Yeah, for shit, really got out of hand. There's a huge amount of casualties, and this is the end of his criminal record. This is his rap sheet. And uh, well, because he went out to sea with uh, with the with uh, what's his name, Black. I think this is, this no, may be not bef- Blackbeard Rogers. Go, I, go Rogers. Yeah, I think this is actually before he set sail with Roger. Even before then? Mm-hmm. Jeez. I think he's been trying to escape, but he's terrible at nah, sailing. No, he, because he's coming back to the city now. I think it's because he's bad at sailing, and he has to keep coming back. But in that chapter before that led to the... that the In the cliffhanger chapter, he was already talking to them on the boat, and he was I, like, I must return now. So I, I think, think that's that was f- him returning. I think that was way further into the future. I don't know. Maybe. It could be, but I think this flashback... Th- you know an anime or a manga when they have the... When you collide, it's yeah, it's like that. Yeah, versus we're gonna see who's correct next week. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, we would have. Oh, I me- know we would have gotten mention of him being on at, at sea for a long time. This is post Gold Roger. This is not post Gold Roger. We'll I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on now. I don't think this is post Gold Roger. This would have been mentioned because he was gone for a, at least a year and a half, and they would have mentioned that he on the on his rap sheet here, and he's 18 at this time. Oh. Oh, he's eighteen at that time. Yeah, at the time of this. Oh, I thought he was okay. Okay, 
I'm probably wrong. All right. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Kinemon is running away with the white boar. Uh, Hyogoro hears about it. And, uh... He says, yeah, just go kill him. Yeah, just go fucking kill Kinemon. Oh, no, I... Wait, Kinemon? Oh, yeah, no, he says, uh, go capture Kinemon, but don't fight him man-to-man, because he's stronger than any of you. Did he Did he say capture? I thought he said skin him or something. Yeah, he says catch him and flay off all, all the skin off his body. Just don't fight him man-to-man. So, yeah, they go. So he after a real him. one, you know. So yeah, you know, gang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we get a little introduction to a kid named Denjiro, and I don't know if he's part of. We've seen him in the present, which means he's probably gonna die in this flashback. Um, but Denjiro is this kind of like scam artist. Uh, we his introduction is that he basically scams this dude out of uh, thirty silver. So uh, by uh, trying to exchange this pot that he bought, that he supposedly bought for 30 silver and he exchanged it for a bigger pot. So he got a bigger pot for half the price, essentially. I guess. Um, swindles. Yes, yeah, sw- <laughs> Swindles Dendro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got him. Um, Dendro is called over by Keenan Mon so they can talk about this fucking boar that he stole. And we finally get an introduction to Kozuki Odin, who is literally eating Odin off of a burning corpse right now because he he went to a funeral, he crashed a funeral, burnt the cor like burnt the corpse to yeah. use as the as the fire to to, to cook his he's, Odin. He's cooking his o- his he's cooking his Odin, Odin soup? soup over yeah. a cremation of some lady's father-in-law. And everybody- oh yes, yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and yeah. he, she's just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's fucking doing this." They're and- all crying and they're so hurt, and there's nothing they can do because no one's gonna step to him because he's the realest alive. Yeah, and I, uh, I guess his redeeming quality is that he's like, "So long that the next drink we share together will come in the afterlife, Katsuzo." Then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that was his homeboy from. Well, he knew him, obviously. Point. Yeah, yeah, so. you know, and he like he wasn't being rude. No, he He's wasn't intentionally sure. being. No, <laughs> that, he wasn't. That was inten- definitely pretty rude. He wasn't intentionally being rude. He didn't do that for the sake of saying, "Yeah, fuck you guys." You know, he no, just yeah. kind of. He just needed the just fire. did his thing, and it just so <laughs> happened to be rude to people. That's how he's. That's how he's moving. Pretty much not condoning it, just trying to. Yeah, trying to trying to shed a light. Yeah. Um. We uh we cut back to uh, Kiedemon and uh, and Dendro talking about it, and uh, Dendro is really freaked out about it because they say that because this Kiedemon stole this boar, an adult boar is sure to come charging, and because this is a white boar, it's probably going to be a giant mountain god. I think this boar is the mountain god. We see it in this time. Yeah, I see that, but I don't in the map. I don't see him. Oh no, I think that's just like an imagination thing. Oh okay. Uh, that this is what's going to happen. And Kinemon starts to freak out. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> or is it here? Oh, yeah, it's here. I see it, see it on the map here. You, I a, see the destruction. The, yeah, I don't see that's like, it. the silhouette. Yeah, that's thing. supposed to be it. It's okay, okay, fire. just making sure. See, sometimes, you know, One Piece's art is... It gets a little sloppy. No, not sloppy. I, it just he, there's a lot going on sometimes. Yeah, I didn't notice it the first time I read it either. Um, 
But yeah, the, this giant boar is here fucking shit up because they stole his her baby. Kozuki Odin overheard the conversation and was just like, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. Don't Give me that boar. Yeah, let me get that baby boar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Odin's probably going to fuck up this boar. He's going to give him a two-piece and a biscuit, send him on his <laughs> way with the baby. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see what happens after that. Yeah. Um, pretty good chapter of One Piece. Uh, it was uh, pretty much just like a setup for this flashback. We get a, It's mostly just to introduce who Keenan, uh, who, who the main characters Probably the, were. The, the samurai. Yeah, Keenan Mon and, uh, and get finally an introduction to Odin himself. He's going to big these guys up so much so that when they get murked, we're going to be so sad. Yeah. And you know what? He's gonna goddamn succeed because he does it. Every oh time. yeah, I'm not capping right now. I'm not. I'm not trying to just, you know, I'm not oh, doing know. that right now. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so serious. Yeah, but that was uh, that was One Piece, a uh, cool chapter. Uh, Brian, randomize us. Joker killer smile. All right, Joker killer smile. Like, okay, so this is the first uh, DC Black Label book we read. We read. What does uh, that mean, Chris? It's a it's a separate imprint within DC that uh, they're doing. The more darker books are going here. I don't know if they're necessarily canon or not, but they're doing like darker story. Like um, the questions miniseries is supposed to come out through here, and there's something else that uh was supposed to come out through here. Uh, but yeah, the jo- we get a this is Joker Killing Smile book one by uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, more Joker, a M O A R Joker, a uh, creative team that me and Josh are actually fans of. Um, they have a great series in Image. We don't really talk about it, unfortunately, but uh, Image has a book called Gideon Falls. Huge recommend. I really like that book. It's a great horror story. Uh, yeah, and they do the they do their thing here too. Um, this the story. I don't want to. It's hard to go through page by page, I guess, because it's it's mostly. And we dialogue. won't. <laughs> but please, it, it's basically about. Uh, this psychologist who is taking on the task of trying to cure the Joker, and uh, throughout remember this... Harley Quinn tried to do that. Yeah, and then she became Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was. that's not gonna happen with this guy. Well, he seems to be at least semi-aware that he's just doing this for his ego. There is only one reason to read this, and it's literally because of the people who are working on it. That's it. <laughs> Christian said it right here. It's literally. Any other story that you would read about the Joker, but it's gonna have some type of cool twist, and it's definitely gonna have great art. Yeah, because it's a it's a pretty big mind game type of deal. Um, it goes about as well as you think immediately. <laughs> like it's not as it's already turning back on this guy. Um, but you know these guys are so good together. Um, they found each other on uh on when they worked on Green Arrow together. So if it wasn't for them arrow shooters, <laughs> they would never have teamed up this far. Um. But I will, I yeah, it's really good. These guys are so good at horror, and Andrea Sorrentino is such a fucking great artist. Like, it's not just the uh, the art itself; it's like panel layout and shit like that. He he's really outside of the box when it comes to his design. That's yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah, um, and uh, the story for metaphorically and and literally, I mean, he his panels will literally not be in a box and all spread out, and you got to run across the page and read it a certain way. It's yeah, it's cool to read on guided view on Comicsology, because um, mm-hmm. you go by order, page by uh, panel by panel. It's uh, it's pretty good to read digitally. Um, I will say the story, for as predictable as it may seem, it's written well at least. So you're not going to be like bored by it necessarily. Uh, it's Jethro Meyer, and that guy's talented too. 
uh i i recommend it uh i don't want to spoil like a whole ton of it and talking about it page by page like we do with other series it's just kind of difficult just because there's a lot of talking but therapist uh, tries to cure the joker oh, yeah well, well let's see what happens next <laughs> no good things probably but uh that was uh that was joker killer smile uh brian Robo-Mizel. Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah. Dr. Stone, chapter 127. Medusa and Perseus. Uh, We open with color pages. Uh, Very nice color pages. It looks like she has four boobs, doesn't it? That's just her dress. Oh, okay. (laughs) Perv. Jesus. Yeah, some, 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 uh, some artists just can't help but, like, draw a female, and it's like, okay, it's like he drew her naked, and then and then like colored in like her Close. outfit. You get what I'm saying? Like her her outfit is literally her skin. Well, there's also the thing that every female character in the series is just wears high heels and including Kohaku. I never is, noticed. Who is yeah. the village warrior and has to fight in fucking platform high heels. Like these are butt cheeks. Those you are butt tell cheeks. Tell me no other way about it. No, yeah, there's no way, way to deny that those are butt those cheeks. Are butt cheeks, son. That's not a metal suit on Anyway, <laughs> I'm not about to get into all of this, man. For what it's worth, these color pages do look nice. Uh, we uh we open with the uh everybody's just operating the drone. They're about to throw supposedly the uh the petrification device, but Ryusui, who is piloting the drone, is just like immediately is just like shit. I feel like we've made a crucial error, a fatal oversight. And uh, Senku is kind of on, yeah, gets this too. Uh, he, it's like personified in the, it, by uh, having an imaginary jaundice Jafar just behind him, clutch yeah. in his clutches. I like this this picture a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a great image. Um, and just jaundice Jafar is on a boat away from the island, just thinking like, mm, I'm so clever. Shmeh, shmeh, shmeh. Uh, we cut to how he found the uh the ear, the earring. Uh, yeah, he, he peeped the ear in on Kohaku and was just like, hmm, this is cool. And then he realized that, I don't know what happened first, that he heard that stuff was happening or that he seen it with Maz, like he seen that Maz had it on his ear. So he was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then just so happened to realize that, oh, they are communicating across these. Because again, these guys have no idea that they could do something like that. They just assume it's like magic or something. Yeah, I think the the way it happens is that they're taking Kohaku and Genro down from the roof of this place, and that's where he peeps the thing on her ear, and he just pulls it off and puts it on because she only has one of these things, and I guess it's suspicious that it's not an average earring, average looking earring. I I think I think it just, in my opinion, and it's really not worth harping over, but it's I would I would rather it be that he noticed that this dude was wearing it and then seeing Kohaku. And was like, whoa, like, I remember Maz was wearing that. Let me put this on my ear and see if this, if, and then he started hearing words. And then that's how we put that thought together. Mm-hmm. You I, know mean, what I mean, either way, it's not really clear either way. Um, but uh, after learning that this is a communication device, uh, he tells you, uh, what's this lady, Kirisame? Right. She tells Kirisame that um, Maz is probably going to betray them. And um, we have to use this quote-unquote, to test him. Uh, so we cut back to the present. Senku kind of is just like, shit, I, I think something's wrong. So I'm going to do some quick calculations. Big two-page spread. 
of uh, basically Senku doing that math, that hard thinking meme. Mm-hmm. Where there's like equations all over. And the place. It's from um, the Hangover, the yeah. first Hangover when he's playing poker and he's doing all those calculations on the screen. Yeah, Senku pulls with Zach Galifianakis as he's just like thinking, just like hmm, the numbers. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's 116 centimeters tall. The device weighs 200 grams with a cross-sectional area of 20 centimeters squared, and all that shit. All in like two seconds, as this thing is floating through the air, he was. You know, he's, he's just thinking. It wasn't that. All right. So, like, okay, the, the the calculations were intense, but the point of him doing it was to say that, okay, like, if something's off, I'm, like, maybe with them throwing the, the, the device, which was the case, he know he would know, like, all right, like, if she throws it this way, it's going to hit other people. Why? Like, why, why would she do that? What's the mm-hmm. point? And then that's when he realized that it was a fake. Like, it yeah. wasn't, you know, it was like a fake out. Yeah, the patri- the petrification device is a decoy. So he's like, everybody get to the lab. And everybody just hauls ass into the, into the lab. And Maz is just like, fucking Ibarra. <laughs> I'm going to kill you guys anyway, then. Ibarra, uh, Maz immediately betrays Senku and the others. Yeah, I mean, because cause they put the, uh, 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 what's the girl's name? Amaryllis? No. I'm real, uh, no, Kirisame? Uh, Kir- Kirisame kind of puts the pressure on him because after she throws that out there and sees that there's not like a light, he, he has to go, f- like, you know, chase them off. He's got to go fight them. And he, you know what I'm saying? So it made him make a decision like, all right, am I going to try to fight the whole kingdom or am I just going to take out these guys real quick? Yeah. And so worst case scenario, it looks like he was against this, like he wasn't on yeah, the side. Yeah, he cut his losses and said, all right, well, you know, I was going to murk them anyway, so let me just go along with this plan. Yeah, it was well thought out. It wasn't just a it wasn't just a bang bang situation. It was this whole situation was 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 thought out, and the decisions were made at the heavy thought. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, um, I feel like yeah, it's okay. Whole circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, we end up. Uh, everybody gets onto the lab. It's safely. worth it. You gotta explain to these people. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm sure, saying. You gotta sure. explain that it's. Um, Things don't just happen. No, yeah, they go with the flow, like 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 how a a manga like Black Clover or or another would, you know. Yeah, and it's worth it. That's that separates this manga from others. I agree. Yeah, Uh, everyone's on the lab safety safely, but Maz is still fucking trucking at them, Uh, and that's when uh, Yo picks out the gun. He's like, "Don't worry, I have a get." He's about to shoot him in his head. (laughs) I'm just going scrap. And then he pulls it out, and it's just a tree bark in his uh, in his gun holster. And uh, it turns out Magma stole the gun out of Yo's pocket, uh, out of Yo's holster. And uh, because he's still trying to be the head chief, yeah, of the village, not like the new science kingdom that they figured out and that they're all a part of now. No, he still wants to be the head chief of the fishing village. Yeah, uh, what he... a square. Yeah, and Gen is just like, why are you doing this? He's uh, like, oh, he was like, you guys have your ass schemes. And listen, the whole plan was always to be the chief. <laughs> he's still <laughs> on the first arc. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Grow up. Grow uh, up. I agree. But uh, then uh, they, they, they run all the way to the edge of the island, and then they notice that uh, Ibarra and the rest of their, and the rest of the Treasure Island uh, inhabitants are on the Perseus. Uh, so they don't have a stronghold to return to, um, you know, and uh, it turns out we have a whole that this was all part of a bigger plan. Uh, all of these uh, 
all the villagers are evacuating onto the Perseus, and uh, it's because Ibarra plans on throwing the actual petrification device over the entire island and petrifying the entire island, uh, just so they could get all the intruders. And um, Senku's just everybody's panicking, but Senku's just like, "Nah, this pinch is the perfect chance. We can nab everything all at once." The whole enemy kingdom and the petrification machine too. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite part at the end <laughs> is uh, magma. Uh, magma is—they're counting on magma fucking going over to the ship with one gun and starting trouble. Yeah, he doesn't have to necessarily like take dispatch anybody. He just has to cause a stir and distraction. And he takes <laughs> the last panel is him. He he's holding the gun out, but he's sideways, holding it sideways. GT, like this is Grand Theft Auto or something. <laughs> he's holding it sideways, I, like he put my work on the block. I love his his face, his yeah. face too. His expression. Gen is like, stop trying to look cool, and his expression is so well drawn and detailed. Yo, like his thing aims at Jondas Jafar. Meanwhile, he's on an <laughs> island and he's out with a boat. You've yeah. never shot a strap in your life. You never shot this one in your life. This gun was not uh, meant to. It it's does not, not even a real gun. It doesn't have the same fucking uh, muzzle velocity as any other. Yeah, he gun. wasn't even listening when he says like it's non-lethal. It's just gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you gonna try to snipe somebody with this shit? What a what a noob. And the way it's designed too, it's a big clunky gun. It just looks dumb. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> This is a great chapter of Dr. Stone. Uh, yeah, this funny. little moment for Magma, although he is still like regressed back into this idiot dude, it's not like beyond his character to be this salty. He's always been kind of fucking a bitter piece of shit. Yeah. But this is such a good funny moment for him to be like a fucking idiot. I love the fact that he holds the gun sideways. It's my favorite thing of the world. Um, but uh, yeah, Stun or die. Stun or die, dude. Uh, that was, uh, Dr. Stone. Uh, Brian, randomize us. He said, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Ooh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, we don't usually talk about this, uh, as often. Wholesome and, Spider-Man book. Yeah, this is, a. This is a Spider-Man book written by Tom Taylor. I don't know. I don't remember. If we've, we've covered it a handful of times. Okay. Well, for those who who didn't see it, because we I think we've only done it one other time. Uh, I want to say off the bat, I recommend this series a lot. It's um, a low key series. It doesn't take itself super serious, and the writing is very good. And what I like personally is that it does have a small effect on the greater universe. Things that happen in the bigger Marvel universe affect this comic, and things that happen in this comic are relevant to what's going on. So mm-hmm. you know, not too much. You're not missing out on anything if you're not reading this. But it's rewarding in that regard as well. This isn't just some one-off like the kids in Duke, yeah. Black Label, aka <laughs> not canon. So go ahead and waste your money and time. But you know, Chris. Yeah, I know he loves you. that. Well, here's the thing. Um, Josh is right. Not a lot of the things <laughs> that happen here are like massive, but they they do have an effect on what's happening in at least Spider-Man's book. If you're reading Amazing Spider-Man, they reference this series. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is cool. And in Venom also, they referenced it. Yeah, and it's not to a point where like you're going to be lost if you don't read it, but it's it's cool if you do. And it's also well-written. Josh, Excellent like, writing. Josh, Like Josh said, it's like, um, it's wholesome. So it's like, it's it's just like a nice little sunspot. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. This is back to who he is. Mm-hmm. 
It's literally taking Sp- Spider-Man down to the to the everyman level that he usually. He is. chills with his Spider-Man buddies, like the Fantastic Four and yeah. other people and other people. I forget <laughs> the um, old lady from his building. This whole issue is basically about Spider-Man. Over the course of this series, he's been fighting against an underground New York. Uh, there's been there's literally an underground city Under modeled York. exactly like New York, and they he's gotten into a weird turf war with them. Uh, it's he, like a. It's not exactly under. It's like under New York, but it's like a, a, a under plane. It's you know. It's like a dimension. Yeah, it's a whole. Di- it's a different like, dimension. It, it's like that thing from Futurama. Like remember <laughs> the, the underground the village. Yeah, the mutant village. <laughs> yes, it's kind exactly of. like yeah. that. I remember that episode, man. That shit is funny. Yeah, it's kind of the mutant New York from uh, <laughs> from Futurama. Um, and uh yeah i mean you know it, this the story is simple in that uh they they've come back because they put a hit out on spider-man and everybody just assumed he died just like off of one hit he, like he gets knocked off of a, of a boat that's on fire and it blew up the fucking boat blew up yeah but then it, but then immediately it was like spider-man's dead holy shit <laughs> i mean it worked out for him it worked out oh yeah no he he, know, he remains to, he yeah. remains undercover and uh, he seeks out the help of the Fantastic Four, which are which is always super cool to see them interact. They're like, family. oh yeah, it's always nice. Um, the Fantastic he takes the Fantastic Four down to Under York, and that's what it's called. Uh, I'm not being clever. It's called <laughs> Under York, <laughs> where uh, they start. They stage a revolution uh, with uh, this lady who lives, who was a resident from down there, but now lives up here. And uh, against her dad, who runs the whole city, and um, yeah, after after a series of events in the uh, in this revolution, he's like, "I'll blow this whole goddamn city up if I can't have it." And he just unleashes a bomb into the city. Uh, Human Torch goes down under because it's fucking molten lava, and uh, he comes back up and he disarms the bomb. Everything's cool. Everybody gives a science five. Uh, oh yeah, that was my favorite part of this whole comic. Yeah, Can we have a science five. You figured out how to work this uh, soundboard on a brand on a different laptop. That oh was yeah, pretty cool. science five. Science five. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that was the uh, that was basically the issue in a nutshell. This the day is saved. Uh, very happy. Um, this is basically a, a slice of life series for Spider Man. Uh, highly recommend. I'm always like it always puts a smile on my face. Tom Tyler Tom Taylor really understands Spider Man. Uh, he really understands the heart of the character. Yeah, this is core Spider Man. Like, if I was to suggest somebody read a Spider Man book, I wouldn't. I would suggest this over ASM. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're looking for a simpler Spider Man story that's not like high stakes or anything, or even yeah, if you don't care about the overall, I mean, like I said, there are things that happen that you know outside of this comic that affect it, but. If it was just a casual comic reader, I would suggest this Spider-Man. Yeah, agreed, fully. For sure. Um, if you guys just are not that invested in this comic book continuity stuff, but still want to read Spider-Man at some point, or you've wanted to get into comics, this is a great starting series. It doesn't rely on continuity at all. It barely references anything. Yeah, it makes you enjoy comics. Yeah, it's great. Makes me appreciate it more. All yeah. Right. But that was uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, Brian, bring us back to Japan. Samurai 8 Samurai 8 Chapter 24 Hachimaru versus Ryu Rematch Even though it's been Four chapters since the first fight Um 
We pick off where we left. How, what do you mean that? Like, as in too soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this whole chapter was literally just a, okay, Christian, you know what? This is for you. I'm going to explain what this is about. No, I was I was speaking for the author who was speaking to you. Well, this chapter was made for Christian Espinal, not for your enjoyment, but to say, <laughs> "Hey, man, listen." That's it. Hey, man, listen. Listen, and now I'll tell you, Kishimoto, you listen. <laughs> okay, no, no, I just. Do you understand why I'm saying this? Yeah. Okay. He so. uses this chapter to to kind of like tell us that this is Hachimaru's development he has developed a lot he's growing fast but still has more there's still more to go so don't have your titties in a twist but i this have my is, titties in a twist this <laughs> is his starter this is his uh zoro no not zoro his um zabuza this is his zabuza no yes Ugh. Yeah, no it's not it is the zabuza arc was way better than this this is his zabuza not this guy but like well the final boss is going to be zabuza but this is with the arc this is first Going out there, experiencing different right, things here's, on a different planets. Here's what happens. Oh, here's what happens. They get, they fight. Um, you know, Ryu is just like, I might be bad at remembering things, but your combat is different. I know your entire tricks. And Hachimaru's like, I don't know. You haven't seen everything. And you know what? He's right. He hasn't seen. He everything. hasn't seen everything. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. They do this sword fighting thing for a while. Uh, Ryu is using all his cool samurai fucking tricks. And by the way, Ryu is fighting with no princess and no holder. Hachimaru has both his princess well, and the holder he doing asked, everything. No, well, he, he he tells the dude, like, listen, I want to fight with the princess and the guy this time. I'm not so smug that I feel like, you know, like we have, I need to practice this fighting as the full unit. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, and I feel like I'm not at that level where I, I, like, no. To put it, more specific, it's a humility type of thing. He's humble enough to say, listen, I want my whole situation together to fight against you. That's what I'm testing. You're that strong of an opponent that I want to use my all yeah. to try to beat you. No, you're right. It was cool. I don't I you're didn't have right. a problem. And he also I said, agree. and then the way he answered it was really cool because he was just like, nigga, I don't care. You're going to die. With, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to no, smoke yeah. you. I agree. Do what you need to do. I agree. It was cool. I'm there with you up to, this, up to the, all these points. Um, we get a flashback of how uh, Hachimaru would play video games and stuff, you know, yes. before he was able to leave. Yeah. Um, you know, he 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 dream he fantasizes about being outside and being a samurai and saving girls and you know all that stuff. Uh, he's he but he's had uh little supports. His real genuine support was not like these video games and the stuff and you know just pretend the even the cane that he had. It was his dad. Uh, you know, he was his true support, and we get a reminder that he did build him this fucking cane thing, <laughs> yeah, cane arm. Something that was established. Just so you don't forget, because not he, an ass pull. It's not an ass pull. Uh, he pulls Hachimaru, and the thing that like he mentioned earlier is like you haven't seen everything. He pulls out this, the his cane thing, which is now a blade in his samurai body. It was a blade before as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It was. I mean, relax. Cause I have points. <laughs> you mad? Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, I won't. I, have I stopped you when you've had something to say that you know? <laughs> yeah, but you're like, ooh, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to be fair. Okay, I want you know. And then when it gets to the parts, anyway, he he slashes uh, Ryu with this uh, arm cane thing, 
and uh, he is defeated. And uh, Daruma drops out of it, which leaves Hachimaru being the only one left. And uh, the chapter ends where this big boar dude comes down. He's like, looks like it's time for me to fight. And he comes down. Uh, things I liked. I do like the fight. It's fine. I, it's just, uh, the thing with Haru, I'm, I'm, I'm just like not excited. This wasn't this. about battle. No, I you know. understand? I know. I and know. And that's why I'm I get... not, I feel you, bro. Things are moving really fast and I like a slow grind. I don't mind a slow grind if, if there's real effort put into the development with his, you know, places to relate to things that make me feel empowered and, and motivate me to want to just do something like a few push-ups after reading. The, I love that stuff. And he's, he jump skipped a lot of that and, and that we could have had and that he sh- definitely has the time to do, you know, I would allow him to, I think he's, he's a, he's an artist that, I mean, he's a, he's an author that allow you know, that, that deserves that. Right. So I feel you on that. But I'm all. I can also look at this chapter and understand that he's not trying to show you that. Yo, look how much he's grown with his fighting progress. What he's doing is showing his maturity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell you this: that's not done. That he he hadn't done that before with his manga. Not early on like this, anyway. And it's important for a young man at the age of twelve or thirteen or eleven, whatever the fuck he is, to to start thinking in those type of patterns to understand that, okay, what made me strong before in the first place where my, my source of confidence wasn't just from my, from my abilities. It was from the people I had around me. That's why they used the example of that video game. Like he beat the dude in the video game and then got hate mail and he was feeling all sappy about himself. Like, Oh man, uh, maybe I do suck. Maybe it is pointless to put all my time in this video game. And it was through his support system that he was able to feel confident in himself and what he was doing. And and I think I respect that. I really like this chapter for that reason. Because what it did to me was prove that, okay, boom, he, there's way more combat to this and a lot more growth in that regard. This is just a, men, a mentality thing. You know, he's about, you got the big boss man, Thanos, coming, pulling up to the fucking planet. You know what I'm saying? Hachimaru's not going to beat him. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Man. You know what I'm saying? They're all going to fight together. Look, I, I'm not saying I don't understand what's happening here. I get what he's doing, and I get the arc here. I'm just like, he's done a bad job of getting me invested in this series enough to really to really care one way or the other. Like, I don't have that much of a connection to Ryu. So, me neither. I so not about now that. It's just literally, not yet? It, he just literally feels like Kishimoto created him. But was just like, look at this challenge. Not a character. This is a challenge. This reminded me of Neji, of Neji's uh, tuning exam fight a little bit. Nah. Like, but that, it's almost the same, but same could, but, like, structure of the fight. But too. even then, that a was... A watered-down like, version, which is not good. But even then, that was, like, 100 chapters in, and and it, I, I disagree. I think Naruto, in his manga, you said, that, like, this is... Naruto showed a lot more maturity in small steps, and it felt natural, and it felt right as opposed to Hachimaru's, who's, like, growing up in this really, like, inconsistent way where he's a, a total child sometimes or, like, a, an expert when it when the story suits it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. weirdly inconsistent, and I don't... I, I don't... I'm not into Hachimaru as a character to really care that much. 
I haven't been gripped by who he is, like say Naruto has, or even or other main protagonists in manga. It's just like I feel like I've spent so little time with Hachimaru. Like I get his story and I get like where he comes from, but we've rushed through so much of it. It it just doesn't feel right to me, and I think that's what's not resonating with Hachimaru, even in like rankings and stuff. It's like I don't know how much to blame on on Kishimoto being pressured by Jump, if that's even happening, for him to move on. Even this arc, this arc is technically over in maybe two chapters after he beats this dude, or this dude. If they do, this guy's not gonna be. He's just like they're not gonna walk away losing this fight with this big doof. Maybe this big doof is gonna come in like a child. Maybe he has a big <laughs> boss man behind him. He's isn't he supposed to be the champion, dude? Yeah, but you know there could be a twist. I mean, I don't know, man. He was talking to somebody else, so he did mention somebody. I think he was talking to us other than. Oh yeah, oh, no, I think he's. Uh, Read it. Let's he's see. this guy in this chair. No, he's talking to his holder. He's saying all the chaff have been eliminated. He's the guy in the chair, and the holder's right next to him. So he's talking to his holder. And this is just going to be a big do for Hachimaru to get. He said, I think it's time to contact you know who. Oh, you know who? So. I, I guess there is this a potential for this someone guy. to be. be I, mean, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But, like. But, I, you know, just so. If this, this is ain't po- it. This isn't that. If this you is supposed to be his Zabuza arc, comparative to Zabuza, Zabuza is a villain who actually had, like, a bit of development, a bit of character to him. All the villains that I would have liked it if they took their time with this tournament arc. If they just like built characters for them to actually had other guys to fight yeah. against. Who I and then maybe each fight he would gain something. Yeah, and even Ryu can gain. And something. it could have been basic stuff. Yeah, we could have just been learning more about Ryu through the fights. Yeah. He could have fought against. Maybe it could have been a team fight. So that well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, there could have been fight way been more. A team fight would have been great. Perhaps two other. This is a samurai. situation where they. I'm just saying that it can still happen. It didn't happen the way we thought it could, but it still can. Yeah, it's just, it's 24 chapters in, and I feel like we've been through, like, three arcs in 24 chapters, which is never a good thing. You know, it's, I'm hoping that, you know, somehow it just boosts in the ranking so it can just slow down. So I don't know if that's what's the problem. I don't know if that's, if is really being pressured like that, or if this is him genuinely writing something because I think he's better than this. I think he could do, he's done better than this. Shonen Jump, we care about it. We harp about this guy every single week. Yeah, big fan. At fans. the end of every chapter. And yeah. look, I'll, I'll give you this. say why, why, and you know what? Because we love it and we see the potential. Yeah, I, I, I like Please the flashback. Please give him his space and let him rock. <laughs> I like this. Please, idea. guys. I like the idea of everything that's happened on paper. It just feels like it's someone speed talking it to me. Yeah. If all this happens, if this chapter happens, say, even in 10 chapters from now, if, like, we had that much time in between to really focus on who these people are or, you know, developing their character, then this chapter is I don't look forward to each chapter. It's just, it's always, whenever I see it in my feed, I'm just like, okay, you know. Yeah. I'm also like, this is fine. I don't look forward to it anymore. I mean, I never really... The cliffhangers are never that crazy for me. Hachimaru is a solid seven that could be a nine, and that's the most frustrating thing about it. It's like that's the one thing I can't get out of my head is that how good it could be as opposed to how good it is. Yeah, because you always you see so many missed marks. I'm just like shit. He could have done that. Do this. You know. It's uh yeah. 
It's not a. It's not the worst bummer. I'm probably making it more than it is, because I do like. I we just talk about it every week, so I I'm do just like over it. it. It is what it is. I know what to expect. I'm not. It's either gonna fade out, or I'm just gonna keep trying to be supportive and positive every time I read it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just don't care. If I'm gonna, like, I don't know. It may seem like I'm being negative to a certain series, but it's either they've built it up enough so that if it's negative at at the point I'm reading it, it's okay because it's worth biding time for. Or I'm just being sarcastic. But, like, for real, I don't know. Like, if it's that disappointing, I just wouldn't read it. I wouldn't mind not covering it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep it going because I do have the faith. So, that was uh, Hachimaru. Um, Looking forward to being proven wrong. (laughs) Brian, randomize us. What is the name of that? (laughs) Scream. It's just scream. Yeah, it's just scream, scream one. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Excalibur. All right, we're doing Excalibur number one, the new uh, one of the new X Men series to come out. Uh, this is going to be focused mostly on Apocalypse's side of things. Um, Something like that. While Xavier was uh, making a world changing announcement to all the humans, uh, Apocalypse did something similar for all the magic u- users of, I guess, the universe, uh, saying that this is your time too, dude. I haven't forgotten about you. Um, we uh we cut to Otherworld in Camelot, and uh, you're gonna have to bear with me on this. I'm not exactly. I know I have a very. I have no clue. Yeah, I have a very passing knowledge on this. Uh, from what I've read in Uncanny X Men and how this relates to Psylocke, uh, Captain Britain is her brother, and they never deal. ever knew yeah. that <laughs> yeah never knew they was connected in any shape or form yeah they they deal in this weird uh alternate universe reality thing where it's still like lord of the rings uh camelot king arthur type of deal yes this and is where captain britain gets his powers from like he gets his powers from this realm mm-hmm. now again billy braddock is literally supposed to be captain america just for britain is that his no, kind of. Um, no, it's all not the right, same thing. Right. He's no, not I was, a super I wasn't soldier sure. or anything. Okay, from what I understand, uh, Braddock is uh, Captain Britain is more of a magical mythology mythological type of deal, like kind of in the vein of Thor, where he has his own world that's not our own, and he is, you know, super powered. He's stronger than I imagine Captain America is seen as how he has like he can fly and shit. I think. Oh, okay. So I think he's a little different. Uh. We we cut to the Braddock Academy. Uh, I I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, where Psylocke is ca- uh, packing her shit so she can um, so she can join the mutants, which I guess Captain Britain is not a mutant, um, but she is because he gets her powers from something else, and I guess she was the one who got the X gene. Yeah. Um. I guess you know her and her brother. Yeah. It was. Uh, it could be like Captain Marvel where. Uh, Miss Marvel, where you know, like her Creed DNA, it skips a generation or something. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I don't think anything fishy about it. I, I'm just like, this is all news to me. I barely knew about Sidelock anyway. The only place I knew her from was from Marvel vs. Capcom two. Sidelock, Sidelock, Sidelock. People used to spam her fucking <laughs> you make it does like butterflies and in, in, in purple magic. In pur- uh, she's basically. I thought it was she was using like psychic energy. Or yeah, something. she does. Is, she, it's is like, it magic too? No, it's uh, it's like psychic uh, constructs. Okay. Uh, so she she goes over to Krakoa 
you know, she says goodbye to her brother, and now she's immediately, uh, she's called by uh, Apocalypse, because apparently Apocalypse has been working on uh, building a gate to Camelot, and uh, Camelot, Camelot's defenses are basically they sealed them out, but they can go, they could go into their world. They can use the Krakoan gates to Camelot, but they can't get into Camelot using those mm-hmm. gates. Uh, so she's like, so she is. Now he was Apocalypse points out that you know some of these gates materialize on their own. I don't do they? really know how that could happen or if that's really the case. I don't know if he's lying or maybe I misinterpreted that, but that is seriously what I thought he was implying. Oh, I thought he was implying that. He's been just trying to open gates just to see where in the magical realms he can open gates and where. Okay, so that I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Is he didn't have the intention to go towards Camelot. He it just kind of did. Yeah. He did have the intention of creating the gate. He just didn't know it would open up in Camelot. Yeah. And then with the with the situation. By the way, uh, Apocalypse wants to be called A, but it's like spelled in a mutant yeah krakoan mutant language so it's a with a whole bunch of like dashes around it and stuff i don't know how to explain it they didn't put a thing to to say oh this is how you're supposed to say it yeah we're just gonna go ahead and call him apocalypse uh (laughs) just like we call uh from promise neverland uh grant morrison demon yeah um but in any case we get a little bit of a informational thing here uh it's kind of how uh, magic contain pertains to the X Men? I don't know, really. I this kind of went over my head. Uh, I guess it uh, the magical like the uh, the magic circle as a whole has been abolished by the music by the magic community because of the amount of magi it takes to fucking do it to like initiate this magic through a circle. So they use an X instead. You know how like uh, pentagrams are in a circle. Even these kids we see in the next page, they're using mostly circles. It's weaker magic oh. where they could just use an X, where they only need four people to initiate this magic. Where you would need several more in order to use it with a circle. I don't know. It's weird magic shit. I th- was it pertaining to something to do with the X Men with like how they used to have the circle around the X. And now it's not. I don't understand. <laughs> no. Like, if the, this wasn't a branding X-Men issue. Or what, was it? But was it an X Men thing or was it a, a, a magic thing? Purely a magic thing. And it this just is so a magic thing. that an X is better than a circle. Yes, pentagram and X is because mutant. Yeah, mutant is better. Yeah. So four people are stronger than a whole the, bunch. The power created by the or it's better because shift. you only need four people as opposed. Like it's more efficient. Okay, that's yeah. what they explain. I think it's because ever since, oh no, they explain ever since the opening of the Krakoan gates, that's when like the magical, sh- like all the magic type stuff shifted, because the power created by the paradigm shift can be harnessed only by those who have fami- familiarity with the power. So just opening the gates in Krakoa have changed the very nature of magic and the magic moment, itself. You know? Yeah, period, and the way it's acting. Hmm. Um. Uh, we cut these kids doing some weird ghost shit. They're just in the middle of it. Uh, I'm just scratching my eyes. But uh, this guy is... Um, These kids are just like, whoa, whoa, something's coming. And there's like a, a ghost. He's like, hey, stop this. <laughs> the ghost of a dude that I guess uh, this lady, uh, Morgan Le Fay, who is the queen of Camelot right now, drowned this dude in, uh, Krakow- in the Krakoan gate. 
And uh, now he's dead and a ghost. And appears before these kids. It's like, hey, knock that shit off. Um, but Morgan Le Fay stops and he basically gives him a job. He's like, someone's opening this weird fucking portal into my land. I want you to find who it is and destroy all the mutants that are responsible. Mutants are called uh, witch breeds, I think they're called in this. It's like mudblood. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, yeah, they're... I guess I guess the witch breed is supposed to be mutants, right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Krakoa, um, Betsy, who is Psylocke, arrives, and she's just hanging out by herself until she uh, she finds Jubilee. She reads Jubilee's mind by accident, and uh, Jubilee, being cool, she's like, you want to get a drink or something? Uh, she has a son, by the way, and I think I this is a thing that's been established a long time ago, but we don't see Jubilee that often, so... Uh, you only know her from again Marvel versus Capcom, the first one, because she's an assist. And the TV she's show. actually a pretty good one too. Oh, she's yeah, she was an anime, the X Men anime series. Uh, she meets up with Gold Balls. She can make like firecrackers and stuff, right? Explosions. Yeah, she does like fl- explosion firecracker thingies. Cool. Uh, and was a vampire once, but that's a story mm, for another day. Okay. Um, Psylocke meets up with Gold Balls, who is now going by Egg because his new powers. Uh, Brian, you weren't here. They for this, understand that but... it's not just gold balls that they're unfertilized eggs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, it turns out they have uh, revived uh, Brian Braddock. No, wait, right? Jamie Braddock. Sorry, um, Brian Braddock is the actual Captain Britain. Um, Jamie Braddock is a piece no of shit, idea. Apparently. Never heard of him. He's uh, one of the Captain Britain folks. Uh, he's one of them. Oh. He does magical things, I guess. Or he has powers similar to hers. I don't know. I don't I don't know, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> he looks like a magic guy. Yeah, he looks like ma- he casts spells. Yeah. He's like one of those. And Psylocke's like, you're alive? They revived you? And he's like, yeah, I'm back. Because he was dead for a time. And um, he decides to, she's like, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to tell your brother that you're alive. I won't lie to Brian that you're alive. And he's like, whatever. Don't lie to him. I just won't see him anymore. And she's like, you're going to see him, bitch. You know. And uh, that's when uh, Apocalypse approaches her and asks her to bring Captain Britain into this because he needs he needs his help getting into He's Camelot. Psylocke. She's like, Betsy. <laughs> God damn it, Apocalypse. Call me Betsy. Why are you? And all- he's like, oh, okay, well, call me. Hey. <laughs> call me. And she's just like, alright man, whatever, yo. Yeah, I'm calling you Apocalypse. He starts spitting (laughs) all this shit about evolution and being better than others. She's like, my nigga, this is not the time. I don't (laughs) care what you're talking about. She has been one of the horsemen for him, like in the story, right? Yes. That's that's their kind of connection? Yes. Um, She's basically, Apocalypse is basically explaining that like, uh, a Krakoan gate seems to have opened for us from the other world, but not to it. Uh, previous attempts to use utilize the, the gate have failed, so we need a focal object to maybe try to get us through the gate. Specifically, the little amulet thing that uh, gives Captain Britain his powers. So she goes over to him, and um, he she's like, "Apocalypse sent me here to come get you, but I think uh, we're better off not fucking trusting that guy." <laughs> um, and seeing as Captain Britain has been called to Camelot to serve because he is eternally. Uh, loyal to that throne. Yeah, Avalon. Avalon. 
Uh, they go back together. Psylocke decides to go with him. And they're like together, they both say, for Avalon. And I have such an attitude about that because I'm just like, no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Only the artist and the seven people who read that series. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm being a dick. <laughs> it's fine. I'm also confused. So it's because they're going in about this other place, and it's just like, what the fuck ever? You have a story about apocalypse and fucking rouge and gambit. I want to see some. Speaking other of shit, rouge and gambit, uh, they're off. You know, they've been married. By the way, did you know that? No, Rogue I thought gambit rouge was with was with Iceman. I thought nah, that dude. was that's just the movies. I think that's just the movies. Just, okay. <laughs> Um, oh man! <laughs> yeah, but Gambit and uh, and Rogue are married now, and uh, you know they're just she Rogue is just like, hey, what do you think about this whole every mutant has to fuck every other mutant thing? And she literally, calm down, boy. She literally says about making more mutants. It's not as intense as that. <laughs> but I'm only saying that because she's not on that type of time. Because he's because because bef- a few panels before that on the same exact page. He's like, listen, like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about uh putting a little house over here by the beach and, you know, and she's just like, if you're thinking about taking me to bed, don't rush because I'm not taking any power dampeners tonight, meaning he ain't getting no ass. <laughs> and, you know, Gambit is smooth. He's like, well, you know, there's other ways. We Gambit can make is things from work. New Orleans. I'm He's creative and I have an accent. I'm from New Orleans. And I have I'm a Cajun lot of abs. Look at my abs, and Look I make things explode. Yeah, he shrugs it off. And it's funny, because then she talks about how do you feel about this make more mutant thing. And he, I don't know, he should have been like, well, I know how the fuck you feel about it. That's <laughs> a dub for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're not making any mutant so, new yeah, mutants tonight. Uh, so, oh, how do, what do I know about that? What do I think? That it's slow for that for us. I guess <laughs> I might be. What do I think about that? I think I'm going to Summer House. With everybody. So yeah, I heard Jean Grey's tossing it for everybody, <laughs> son. I'm gonna have to get pieces of that. Uh, and that's where they get interdu- interrupted by uh by Trigram, right? Is her name Tri- Trinary? Sorry, I forget what her powers are, but uh, she's she very uh, important and knows about Avalon. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She no, she doesn't. Uh, basically, that's apocalypse. Apocalypse thing. is like I sent. Uh, I sent Psylocke and Captain Britain. I sent Psylocke to get Captain Britain, but she just adamantly disobeyed me and went off on her own. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like t- he should have been like, "To be fair, fine. Yes, <laughs> I like, know. I know sh- who I am. Sure. All right. Yeah, I, I get it. It's gonna take some time. You know what? I'm gonna take that L. It's on me. I should have thought of a backup plan because this should have been in my plans. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, just I mean, like you said. I've done some shit. <laughs> um, we have a checkered past. Yeah, yeah, to <laughs> say the least. Uh, so he basically was like, uh, so you guys want to help me instead? And Gambit's like, fuck you. I hate you. Yeah, he, he pretty much tells him to eat a dick, and Rouge is just <laughs> like, do you have a good reason for why I should help you? Because, I mean, you know, we should th- we should give you a chance. Yeah, I have a good only that uh that Psylocke and Captain Britain are ro- walking directly into a trap and they might die. Yeah, that too. If you want to help that, if you want to do that. <laughs> and she's like, "All right, you got me." And Gambit's like, "Fuck. I guess we're helping him." But if you do anything, I'll kill you. 
Gambit's like, you know what? We should get Jubilee on this for some reason. Yeah, right? They just <laughs> mentioned it. Yeah, why don't we grab Jubilee to help? And Apocalypse is like... I already called Jubilee. Yeah, I was already on... Yeah, right? He was already on it, was he? Yeah. He's already sent out the message. Oh, nice. The only reason they bring Jubilee in there because she's the last mutant besides Apocalypse to talk to her. Oh. And I'm like... Well, that's she's just n- nobody, right? Like, well, it's not even that she's nobody. Is like, I feel like she's got nothing to do with this at all. Like, <laughs> she's just there. They're just like, oh yeah, and get Jubilee. <laughs> like the reason they get Rogue specifically is that her power seems yeah. to be able to bypass the gate. Yeah, her mutant power is pretty cool. It could absorb all types of energy. We learned that through uh, Avengers No Surrender. Surrender. Yeah. There's two of them. I didn't read the second one. I didn't. Either. I heard you said you said it was pretty good, right? No, I didn't read the second one either. Oh, was it what? I didn't read it. Mm. This is by the same guy. Supposed guys. to hear about these things. I. It's about. It's by the, the first same one wasn't the best. It I was liked just it. Cool and a it real really nice long. change of pace. It was also very long. Yeah, it was dragged. It took a while for me to read that shit and catch up. Yeah, but anyway, um, back to Avalon. <laughs> they get they get everybody involved. Meanwhile, in Avalon, uh. Captain Britain and Psylocke were double-crossed by Morgan Le Fay. And uh, she starts fighting them. She takes over Captain Britain's body. And um, Cap- and Psylocke is like, no, fight it. And he's like, nah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I'm mind-controlled now. Uh, and uh, Apocalypse is just watching this all happen. And he's like, I found her. <laughs> I know where she is. Go get her. And uh, Rogue starts to do the thing. But Psylocke throws weakens him. the magical barrier on the other side that's like preventing him from mentally communicate with Psylocke. Yeah, and um, as Rogue is trying to is just about opening the portal, uh, Psylocke throws the her uh, psychic construct sword into the into the water and blows the gate up so that uh, so that nobody could get out, nobody from Avalon could get back out into their world. And Apocalypse is like, "Wow, she's a true hero. We should thank her." For her sacrifice. And everyone else is like, no, she's not going yet. And he's like, man, fuck you, Apocalypse. Is that it? Oh, well, I guess we can. Apocalypse, we're not leaving her behind. He's like, (laughs) oh, we (sighs) do. He's not used to that at all. He's just letting the weak die and whatever. It's not me. That's not my thing. My thing is the weak die and the strong survive. That's my whole thing, dude. I like it. He immediately started to speaking as like a general <laughs> would, like, yes, the sacrifices <laughs> will not be in vain. The and gate explodes. Like, wait, wait, <laughs> the gate explodes. Is like, wow, what a sacrifice she did. Yeah, <laughs> he's so ready to just be like, whatever, I don't care. Responsibility is gone. Wow, such hero, much sacrifice. <laughs> uh, and. uh Rogue tries to get uh, tries to open up a new portal or something, but the f- flowers start to take over her body and put her in a cryostasis mode. Um. Meanwhile, back at Avalon, si- uh, Psylocke is trying to fight her brother, but uh, she manages to steal his amulet. And um, Brian Braddock is trying his best. To she hold called mutants you disgusting vermin with and your chaotic power. Like Shorty, you're the one that's. <laughs> <laughs> Right You're now. literally the master of all magic in this world. How are you? How are you anybody to How judge? How dare you? <laughs> Fuck you. I guess we get an explanation at the end in that long essay. That I'm not going to read all the No, way. I'm not. <laughs> I'll get to the, Oh, actually, it's just a paragraph. But I'm, I'll just... I could wrap it up. Yeah, long story short. Um, he She grabs uh, Captain Britain's uh, amulet and the source of her power, his powers, puts it on, and teleports out of the 
out of Avalon. And um, she arrives at Krakoa. And she's the new Captain Britain. Psylocke is the new Captain Britain, everybody. Yeah, and, and, and she has knight armor that's British colored. And she has a sword that's her Psylocke sword. And she has the Captain Whoa. Britain. <laughs> oh, my God. Two amazing characters are <laughs> one now. <laughs> well, Excalibur. Uh, I will say the design's cool. Apocalypse is on the cover, and so is Gambit. So buy this. Um, and and buy time because they're gonna do something really cool eventually. There's a there's an epilogue where this these this lady from before uh, enters this uh, this cult. Uh, I don't know the uh, Coven Akaba. I don't know what they what this is, um, but I imagine it's uh, something deep in the X-Men past or something. So, look, this is the situation with Coven Akaba, right? These are basically mutant haters. They feel like magic should be... I'm not saying that they feel like magic should be theirs, but they feel like the way they look at magic is that this is the thing, this is ours. This is the human thing, that it's it's a, it's it's something sacred for a dainty human being to be able to control these massive forces and that mutants just are born with it and they're, you know, they hate mutants. Yeah, magic is theirs. This is a magic-based comic, and all of the mutants that deal with magic. I'm sure Scarlet Witch is gonna have something to do with this at some point, eventually. Maybe even Doctor Strange. Who knows? Yeah. Right? Spooky stuff. Apocalypse is on the cover. Yay. Yeah. Uh, this this issue would probably be way better if we knew anything. And I, it's kind of half our fault, but it's also half their fault. I feel like there should be a little bit of an explanation because the whole point of Jonathan Hickman taking taking over the Avengers is that this is supposed to be a jumping point for new readers. And Josh and I have a very light uh, brush with what the X Men have been through. These are this is just really unmarked territory for everybody, and it feels like this, all these other books seem like they're tying into each other, and they feel like they'll probably be a main contribution to the overall story. So, which is annoying. I really wish that wasn't the case because I just want to read Jonathan Hickman. I don't care about these other people. When we were reading the Avengers, both books were done by Jonathan Hickman, right? Mm-hmm. Did anything else really matter? No. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, fuck you, Excalibur. Yeah, Apocalypse is in it. That's what type. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I. I don't <laughs> Am know. Am I lying? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Billy Braddock. Yeah, no. The only thing Spider Man is... Britain man was, what was his name? Captain Britain, but Spider Man, <laughs> but Spider Man. <laughs> uh, man, I I'm not gonna. I don't I don't want to hate on this because I feel like there's just a gap of information we don't have. And we could probably Google this, and next time we cover this, we'll what probably color be a bit are more... apocalypse lips? <laughs> Let me purple reference purple. Usually, you know, he has the yeah, he has long lips. Yeah. <laughs> Old long lips. He looks so <laughs> funny, man. Now he just looks, you know, kind of normalish, as normal as a uh, ancient god would look. He's the, he's one of those, right? Yeah, yeah, he is one of those. Yeah. I mean, I want to give this a little bit of a shot. Hopefully, in the he's second... in the background, like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> right on, I like that. Okay, yeah. Last manga, right? That was the last American comic. Yay! That is uh, Brian Randomize Us. Black Clover, great chapter. Black Clover, chapter two hundred and twenty-six. Don't care what Christian says. The Spirit Guardian's magic. Uh, this issue uh, 
fi- uh, starts off with the uh, apparently the letter things are uh, his real attribute w- because uh, we've seen Gaja use exclusively water magic up to this point. His real attribute is lightning magic, and uh, he's basically fighting um, he's fighting Mimosa, Finral, and uh, Noel all at once. Um, he shoots a lightning bolt, but uh, Finral teleports it away, and Mimosa is able to use an attack spell on him, which is a surprise to Gaja because this is the last since he last saw, she wasn't able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just like you humans cannot ma- uh, match the vast mana of nature, and he just like opens up this massive cloud in the sky, and just fucking brings down the fucking lightning, dude. He's about to get it popping. Meanwhile, Asta is fighting these uh, water clones, um, and this lady is just like negating magic. That's your devil's power. It's interesting. A so different devils have s- specific abilities. Yeah, keep in, keep that to note. Uh, she uh, introduces herself as Udine, one of the four great spirits, and contracted to the queen of the Heart Kingdom. So we've met how many of the spirits so far? Is the Gaja fire one, one of them? the the wind one? The fairy is the wind spirit. Who's the fairy? This is the this is the water spirit. Oh, is this it? Really? The, the fairy spirit is the one that's with um with uh, Yuno, right? And she's a spirit of the wind. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. She's she's one of the big dogs. Then is the there's the fire creature. Fuego Leon has him. Yeah, yeah, the drag salamander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we need an earth one, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the only one missing. Did they say this four? She said four great spirits. Okay, yeah, so I guess it's earth. Either earth or maybe Fire. lightning. Who knows? Air. Water. <laughs> Lit. <laughs> I love all Avatar references. I make good Avatar references, dude. Um, but um, she, Asta may be okay at uh, diverting their magic, but he is no match against the four spirits. Um, we get a little bit of explanation over the tier. We've been seeing that uh, Gaja has just been referencing these stages of magic stage three stage four whatever uh the stages increase with power from nine being the lowest and uh stage zero is the highest level of magical skill and i guess they're implying that gaja is stage zero from the way that as she's saying stage zero we cut to him bring down the god of <laughs> lightning so this is as strong as it gets there's nothing past zero this is the strongest character i mean in it's the not series it's it's it was weird I, this is like it's weird writing to me like why why not why not just say that this is like level three or something he said that noel is already a stage one the fuck yeah mimosa is a stage three apparently yeah like what no, they're not there yet, and we don't want them th- to be the well, next step to be zero. I don't well, want this it is, to be. Like this is that. just how this country ranks magic. Okay, so it's not like an end all be all for all the whole universe. This is just how this specific country ranks its magic, um, or magic users. So we uh, Gaja brings down the lightning, and uh, a portal opens up behind him. Meanwhile, Sekret breaks into the water as Asta is uh, is trapped underneath. And uh, unseals the water shackles things that he has on. Um, Fa- uh, Gaja is just like amazed that F- Finral is able to manipulate space uh, in a place that he couldn't see. And out of the, it was fin- pretty lit because you, you seen the, the the combo situation that happened. Mimo- Mimosa, right? That's her name. Yes, she used Wait. her uh, Mimosa plant- the plant creation. Yeah, the yeah. magic flower guidepost so that. The spatial magic dude was able to kind of like 
you know, yeah, not exactly no, but he could project. He used the map to see, like, okay, I can put my spell here in this general. It was enough. Right. It was enough. He saw, you know. And out of the portal comes Noel with her sea dragon's roar. And just as gets Asha. a direct hit. Just right as Asha her. breaks out of his water prison and uh, heads straight for the queen herself, it seems. And he's like, excuse me, I'm coming in directly into my face. And uh, that's yeah. where the chapter ends. Um, Very fun. Yes, it was. I don't know why you assumed I hated this chapter. Because uh, <laughs> you do. I love this chapter. I'm be- I've been loving Black Clover so far. This has just been a fun little block. The streak continues. The streak continues, dude. F- five, five, five hit combo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, hopefully there's not a combo break yet, right? <laughs> dude, I'm so far so good. I mean, you know, I'm taking it as it goes. Um, the action here has been fun. Everybody's been using their magic in creative ways. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And Asta isn't immediately just fucking shit up. Which is appreciated. I this is this could be a turning point for Asta, where his magic is just not as effective on nature mana. It could be just like a good point to nerf him a little bit. To yeah, to say the negating isn't isn't that hardcore when it's magic infused with nature magic too. Yeah, maybe I it's on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I see can totally buy is. a situation that. The it's cl- similar with Naruto. Yeah, I can totally buy a situation that the Clover Kingdom and the Diamond Kingdom are just. Bad matches for his negating magic. They're just badly equipped for to deal with this type. But the nature magic and the fourth, the evil land, I guess, yeah, can just be his foils. And I'm good with that. I can I can buy that. Yeah. And I hope that that's what they're going for here. It'll probably make Asta a much more bearable character. Changing the nature of magic itself. Yeah. Just showing that you know there's different ways. Because it wouldn't be an ass pull. It wouldn't be really. It, no, it it's fine. Those are things you can literally introduce that that you've thought about later on. Yeah, you know um, that's fine. That's that's totally. Fine. Yeah, it doesn't have to squash him like a bug, but it if it gives him a challenge or something to overcome, all the more better. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It hasn't been easy for the Black Bulls up to this point, which is nice. It's a nice change of pace. Um, with that being said, is that it? Are we at the end? Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is it, you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Woof. Uh, this was a very spooky chapter, wasn't it? I actually like Black Clover. Now that's scary. <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us, as usual. Uh, if you love this show, if you love us, follow us on the social media. You can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole at JD Cole underscore 37. Brian, d- do yours again because I don't... On Instagram, you can find me at br.i.es. And on, in, on uh, Twitter, I would change that. On Twitter, you can find me yes, at um, b.esp. Uh, yeah, uh, email us for any uh, suggestions, recommendations, anything you want us to talk about at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you guys. That'll be very nice, the best way to support the show. And uh, leave us a little nice, uh, nice, uh, some nice words in the, in the review itself. Don't just leave some five stars. Tell us why you love us. Uh, find us on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be putting up more stuff very soon. I've just been cutting them all up so I can just put them all up in one big blast. So uh, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. And uh, this is our 30th episode, by the way. Very happy. See you guys next week. Peace out.